Hi, Trey. Hi, Chantel. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm Welcome. Doing great. Thank you. Welcome. This is fun so far. It's so lovely to have you here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Adam, how was your week? It was good. Pokemon Violet came out, so that's the whole week. Also, Scarlet. <laughs> Amazing. Oh yeah, Scarlet too. But I got I got Violet. Um, so I'm more yeah. The, the new Pokemon came out, and that's that. If you're asking me how my week has been, that's literally been my whole week. That's cool. fair. And I it'll saw, continue to be my week. I saw a tweet from this streamer that I follow about that game mm -hmm. that just said, like, the new Pokemon games. I've been playing them, and I got to say, completely broken, mm -hmm. barely finished. Love it. Most fun I've ever had with a video game. Yes. 1,000% <laughs> that has been my experience, and I love it. So no group project updates? I'm not. We're, we're not talking about group projects. I talked to my therapist about it. Literally yesterday, and I was like, you know what? We're she done. said, "Don't talk about group projects." No, I said, "Oh, no, I said no. We're not talking about group projects anymore because it's that's an extra fee now. <laughs> it should be poor thing. It should be." But I was just like, you know what? They're incompetent, and I can't change that. The group project isn't going away. Well, it is in like three weeks. So I was like, you know what? And I also realized, like throughout this, I was like, I think I'm taking it a little bit too seriously because I'm used to how things were when we were in school where like there were standards that were a, a bit higher and sure. in a uh, I'm just going to say it in a post-pandemic world the standards have been significantly lowered mm. because because of a lot of reasons and mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into that but I'm still in this like no we have to do things the right way and then when things and then I'm noticing I was like well that was done in completely incorrectly and they're like well you're still going to get an A. I was like, then why am I trying? <laughs> right. So that's what I have calmed down from group projects and I have advanced to Pokemon Scarlet, uh, Violet, damn it, <laughs> to Pokemon Violet. All right. Cool. It's kind of like a group project. Chantel, how are you? I'm doing good. I, well, sorry. <laughs> for my grammar. Oh, yeah. Oh. I corrected some grammar <laughs> earlier today. So I'm. I was like, well, what? <laughs> well, who? No, I'm doing well. I, I took all this week off from work. I was basically Ugh. forced to because I'm terrible at taking time off from work. Mm -hmm. I have like literally like three weeks of vacation that I need to use by the end of the year. <laughs> Girl, use it. Use I, every so, ounce of it. So my 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 boss and my like coworker were like, please just take Thanksgiving all week off. It's only a three day week anyway, so just might as well take the whole week off. So so yeah, I've been watching a lot of World Cup and uh, uh, sleeping sure. in. So, sure. Yeah. That sounds great. Not participating in Pokemon. In. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's I don't fine. know what you're talking about with the World Cup. There so you we're go. both we're it's even. A, it's it. a children's game that we're playing as Amazing. adults. Yeah. The World Cup? <laughs> well. <laughs> also, yes. I mean, aren't all sports children's games at some level? Yeah. I think that's a really impressive insight from you. Um, audience, tell us what you think. <laughs> about sports. Sports. sports are they a child's game at its core <laughs> wow we moved yeah. so far from community theater it's about as far away <laughs> as you can get actually uh yeah and you know we closed the show that's right you guys yeah. both closed a big show it was amazing yeah it was great great experience it really really was we'll get so. to we'll, so this was the first time that we've worked together on stage mm -hmm. but oh, wow. we still never really had like anything together as it were like we never sang a song together to each other nope. <laughs> so nope. oh my god you're right so yeah. i'm like <laughs> thinking of the show i i made the joke during the process 
we were like at rehearsal and I was like, Chantel, I, we've known each other for like six years and I'm so happy we get to like finally do a show together and maybe in another half decade we'll get to sing a song together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we still had fun. We still had a lot of fun. We did, yeah. yeah. And now we're moving into another show together. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, we're doing songs for a new world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Which will be super fun. Yeah. That show is hard. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I asked for the libretto and it literally is just the libretto. I thought there would be like part two is the music and there's no music. It's just words. Oh, so I was like, no well, sh- this is useless now. So Weird. I just need the music, please. <laughs> so I can send it to you, but okay. I didn't say that. I definitely don't have an illegal <laughs> copy of the score saved on my hard drive. I love how you get in a previous episode, you like berated me for changing something in a show. And here you are just blatantly admitting that you don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> If Jason Robert Brown listens to our podcast, I'm sorry. I tweeted at him, so he might. Your stuff's stuff's out on on the internet. Uh, Yeah. Well, let's let's talk theater. So, Chantel, give give us a little background about yourself and and what you want to talk about and whatever. My thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, I was oscillating between a couple of different things, but I think what I mostly wanted to talk about was my late entry into theater Mm -hmm. and how that has kind of shaped me around other people who have had much earlier starts right? and who have really been immersed in theater from a very young age and have kind of just grown up around it. And I'm, you know, in my 20s, like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what show is that? I haven't heard of that. It's been on Broadway (laughs) for 30 years. What? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's called Phantom of the Opera. Oh, 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 great. (laughs) Um, yeah, so just kind of wanted to kind of talk about that and and how other people, I guess, can also kind of learn from my own experience who may, and you know, with community theater, you're bringing the community together, which means you might get people who are also in the same position where they haven't been, ex- they haven't had, either had very little or no experience in theater, you know, sure. prior to, you know, adulthood, mm-hmm. and who are also trying to make a mark for themselves yeah. in the industry as it were quote unquote so so yeah that's kind of what i wanted to talk about that i I love this idea um because i think when we think of community theater oftentimes we think that the people that make it up are people who have been doing theater their entire lives and they are the like quote unquote theater kids Mm -hmm. all grown up um and i think it's really good to know that that is not everybody that the idea of community theater is that it's for the community and a community is a vast idea mm-hmm. so i love i i don't know this story i, I don't think we've <laughs> I, talked about it before yeah. so i'm like very intrigued to learn about your your upbringing or not your maybe not your upbringing but you're like <laughs> how your much time do we have we can... <laughs> <laughs> i just call my therapist okay like we'll, we'll facetime her in um but your your you know entrance and your your what what were you doing before theater and now you're sports in <laughs> Really? Sport. Yeah, seriously. Oh. Sports. Oh, yeah. All right. What so, the so let's get the whole started. Let's episode. begin. So We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> no, we're good. Let's, let's get started. So so a lot of people don't know this about me. I uh, was not born in the United States. I was actually born in South Korea. Um, I did know that about you. You did know that. Yeah. I, did you know that? No. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so my my parents were English teachers in Korea, and so... 
both my sibling and I were born there. We basically spent our entire entire childhood there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been a singer my entire life. So like being a performer as a singer was always a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I think the first memory that I can remember, and my mom has this probably on video somewhere, is me singing um, Part of Your World from The That's Little Mermaid the when cutest. I'm like, you know, two and a half Amazing. or three. Aww. And um, so I've just, I've been singing my entire life, but in Korea and more more specifically at the school that I went to, I went to an international school, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on theater. Mm -hmm. I do vaguely remember that they would put on a show or two, but it still just wasn't like it was a thing, like it wasn't a big thing. I Mm -hmm. vaguely remember posters for Les Mis at one point, and I thought it was just a piece of artwork. Like I didn't realize it was (laughs) like an ad for a show. Oh, that's amazing. I do also vaguely remember them asking when I was like five, if I wanted to play Dorothy, and I'm like, what? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they asked, well, they asked my mom, and then mm-hmm. my mom asked me, and I said no, I guess. Because I just wasn't, I wasn't aware of right. what that was. Mm-hmm. Sure. So my real, like, first, or my earliest theater memories were around film. Oh, okay. So, like, I was really introduced to theater, as it were, through through the movies Mm -hmm. so obviously like all the disney movies and like you know that kind of thing and Mm then um you know my mom got a chorus line like the the crappy 80s version oh yeah (laughs) that's not Mm -hmm. really the real show um she got a copy of the whiz with michael jackson because i was a huge michael Mm -hmm. jackson fan growing up and like that's also like a role that i really want to play is the scarecrow in the whiz Mm -hmm. um and what was another one that I had? Well, like The Sound of Music and eventually The Wizard of Oz, which would come on like every Christmas yeah, you know, sure. as part of the F- AFN, American Armed oh, Forces yeah, yeah, Network yeah. Sure. <laughs> TV program in Korea. So that was my real introduction into theater was was through film. And I really wasn't aware about the medium of it and actually being on stage until high school, really. Like, wow. like. So my first ever musical that I ever participated in was my sophomore year of high school. It was Titanic the musical. Wow. Absolutely loved it. And I loved it. And I loved it because I loved, like, the fact that, well, so a couple of things about that show, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, So one thing, it was a great show. And there were so many people that were involved and basically the entire choir at the high school was like forced to do it. Oh, okay. So, and, sure. But that being said, the way that they did it was they would have all the freshmen be third class passengers. <laughs> they had the oh. sophomores and juniors as second class passengers oh. and all the seniors as first class passengers, like in the background. And then they would fill in, you know, the, the kind of the key roles. <laughs> Uh, from the seniors, <laughs> from from everybody, from everybody. From okay. everybody. I was like, so wow, really just like a, a know your place moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, a cast system yeah. within, you know, it was great. Um, <laughs> Ca- luckily, cast system casting. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh. <laughs> coined it, coined it, Hashtag. trademarked. <laughs> Thank yes. Thank you. So, so I played a second class uh, stewardess. Mm-hmm. So I was in the background, and and it it was my first experience. It was during the winter. I was doing cross country. I was always like a, a, a sports kid. I played soccer, played basketball, ran cross country. And so that was like my thing sure. through like middle school and high school. And then 
in high school is when I kind of got the small introduction. So I did Titanic. Junior year, we did Smokey Joe's Cafe, which was oh, really fun. Oh, that's great. And then, and then senior year, we did Gypsy, and I played Mazeppa with uh-huh. my own uh, trumpet, which was oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> I, which I hadn't really played, because I, I used to play trumpet like way, way, way back, and I still had it from way, way back. Mm-hmm. So I used it, and that was the last time I ever used that instrument, <laughs> and then I promptly gave it to, like, a, you know... A, secondhand store or something sure. <laughs> nice. so and and so yeah that that was really my first introduction was in high school and doing in doing those three wow. shows and then in college they only did a musical every other year i don't know if they're still doing it now but oh, every the, the other year yeah because they would do like a, a main stage like musical or main stage play oh okay and then they would do it every other year ah okay yeah Okay. And so the two years that I was there only participated in one because, quite frankly, both shows were just, I, they were awful. We did, we did Carousel. That was the one that I was in. And then they did Mame, And I just wanted nothing to do with it. So. What very interesting choices yeah. for college. Yeah. For college. I went to see Mame, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I support yeah. you yeah. In, in those choices. Yeah. If yeah. you're like, if, especially because I remember, like, I, I didn't do any theater in college at all. Yeah. Um, and it was because I had to, like, make a bunch of, I was busy and I had to make a choice of, like, do I cut three things out or do I do a musical? Right, right. And I chose not to yeah. do a musical. And I was I mean, also a music yeah. major, so I already had, right. you know, my time was taken up by doing opera. Yeah. Right. Because that was actually my my major was doing like vocal, like classical music and studying opera. So mm-hmm. we did we never did a full opera, but we did like opera scenes. Sure. And so my time was taken up by doing that and then doing obviously choir and then, you know, all of my other kind of music <laughs> obligations. I mean, yeah, there's like a a couple portions of my life where I've just like completely detached from theater. When I was in high school, it was marching band. Yeah. Which is very much like sports, I'm sure, in that like it just takes up such an amount of time. I like don't have time to focus on anything else. And then when I was at Berkeley, when I was at Berkeley, this was before they conjoined with BOCO. Mm -hmm. So there was really no theater at Berkeley. I think there was a student like theater. Like a student group thing. They're they're I don't know about when you Yeah, when you were there. I I know twenty twelve in the next few years after that ancient but uh, yeah yeah there was one yeah but the fact that i don't know that like i didn't know that for certain right right. shows exactly how much they like pushed it right right um so yeah i mean that that i totally understand that of just like yeah i'm just busy right doing a show takes a lot of time right right. side note about that because i i listened to a podcast that reviews uh celebrity memoirs and one of them that i just listened to was uh viola davis's and she said like she said she went to um juilliard for acting Mm. and said like it was the entire time it was so difficult for her to part like she could be there for four years and never be in a play never Mm. be in a a full play because you have it's something that you had to do as an extracurricular Mm. it's not baked into the program like Mm -hmm. like i was also i wasn't I wasn't studying opera probably as hard as you were, but I was in opera workshop right. where we did scenes or abridged operas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never, like, we never did a full opera. I never did a full show because it's not baked into the curriculum. And if I wanted to do it, I would have had to, like, there were, I had work obligations. I had other things that I had, like, that I was, I was president of 
clubs. So it's like it is it is something a a critique on uh, arts you know, colleges and universities of how do you, how how is it acceptable that you can graduate from a music school mm-hmm. from a or an acting school from an art school and not have a full um whatever a full artistic experience when right. you graduate right right yeah and at, at my at my college at the time when i was there the music department and theater department were completely separate mm-hmm. and so there sure. was kind of also this animosity of like you know do the do the you know music majors get good parts in the theater when they do the musicals right. because they can sing or yep. do the theater people get you know so but now, since then, they have merged the departments. It's basically just the Department of um, Performing Arts. Yeah. And, and they seem to be putting on some good stuff now. That's great. I haven't gotten back out there to see anything because, you know, it's out in Ohio. Oh, but, um, and why would anyone go to Ohio? <laughs> That's right. Well, Central I would Ohio's ask, great. why Ohio would you leave Ohio? Why would I leave Ohio? <laughs> we, we could argue both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a song. It is, is a it? song. Okay, great. It's it from like, something. It is. Audience, help us show. out here and uh, email us in wa- our gap in theater knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I was uh, discussing, we had somebody in our cast of Rent who was recent transplant from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And through I was, Wisconsin, I believe. Wow. Or through Minnesota. 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 We uh, had to make that clear because everybody, yeah, well, you continue the story. And so I was, I was like, yeah, you know, I've actually been to, and this is interesting for you, having gone to college there. I've been to Ohio a lot. Cool. Because in Dayton, Ohio, is where they hold the indoor drumline world finals. Oh wow! Which my high school's been to several mm-hmm. times. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the weirdest place to <laughs> hold something like that. But they have a big like arena. That well, nobody's you can do there. Them. You can make as much nobody's, noise as you want. That's true. <laughs> it's just corn and old people. Uh, it really. We did rehearse like we would sleep Out at a YMCA. Field. Oh. So, you know, oh. there's like, like on the floor. Yeah. So there's like 40 people in the ensemble. Right. So they had to find a place to house everyone. Oh and they would just take all of the YMCA's right. because the YMCA would just be like, yeah, I mean, if I guess if you all want to sleep in the gym, you also have showers for everyone. You have bathrooms that are big enough to accommodate everyone. You have a big parking lot or a big gymnasium where you can rehearse. Um, I would fully not go. But we I mean, <laughs> we fully I would, like walked outside hotel. We set up our floor in the parking lot. We started rehearsing, and I was just looking across the street, and I was like, "That's there's a fucking cornfield across the street. <laughs> just a full cornfield across from this wine. Who goes here? Wild. Well, at my high school, they would they would rehearse in the parking lot of the school, and across from that was a swamp, and across from that was my house, and so you could just hear the metronome blaring oh over God. the swamp. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So, <laughs> that's so awful. I'm so sorry. That's when we knew, like, oh, it's it's that time again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> so you finish college. Yes. With no knowledge of MAME. <laughs> <laughs> Even though no I saw it. No working knowledge. Even though I saw it. No working knowledge. No yeah. working knowledge I saw it, but nothing was retained. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then what? And then what? To... Yeah. So, so I moved back to Massachusetts um, and... Was kind of just stuck because, well, so actually, I take that back. I did do three shows down in New Bedford, um, three like semi-professional shows. I did um, Hairspray, Mm -hmm. I did The Sound of Music, and did, oh God, what was the other one? Singing in the Rain. 
great. Singing in the Rain was great. Classic. You, loved it. That yeah. that kind of fueled my passion to want to learn tap. And I think mm-hmm. it, that I think for many people, hopefully many people, that might be the same because it's just fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, so I after Hairspray, the first show that I did, that was basically the summer after I graduated. I was just kind of in this holding pattern because I really didn't know. Well, I've got this music degree, but it's a degree in like it's a BA. I didn't get a BM. Mm-hmm. I got a BA in music mm-hmm. and not in like teaching music, even though I learned some like fundamentals of right. teaching. Right. But I just wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to use it for. So I had gone to some schools and I um, I was going to say audition. I'll just say audition. I had auditioned for some roles as teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I applied to some teaching yeah. roles um, and, you know, kind of w- with choirs or with like mm-hmm. elementary school, like music fundamentals. I ended up substitute teaching for a couple of years, um, but was really just like, what what do I do? Right. <laughs> like, what, what do I actually use this for? Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, I was actually halfway through a, an application to the Peace Corps. <laughs> Because I was like, I was ready to leave. Like, I was just like, I I can't stay here, but I I don't know what else to do here. So I I might as well just leave. So I was halfway through uh, that application when I actually got a part in a play, a straight play. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a Tennessee Williams play. It's actually how I met my husband was through this play. He was Mexican. I was 16. It was a great time. Um, That's how he would describe it. Um, What a way of describing that. (laughs) He'll get it when he listens. (laughs) Um, Thank you for laughing at that because I know that you're laughing. If you know what play it is, then, you know. That joke is for Chris and Chris only. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so that was kind of my reintroduction then back into theater was, was doing that, doing the musical, doing Hairspray and then doing the play. And I figured, okay, well, I've got some momentum now. I might as well keep it up and see what else is out there. So I did a couple of plays, did a couple more, um, a couple more uh, community theater musicals down in that area. I did Titanic again. And this time was, was promoted up to first class passenger. (laughs) (laughs) I played Madame Aubert. (laughs) Um, I can't believe you did Titanic twice. Yeah, no, I you can't honest, find a lot of places that'll do it once. I know, and and somebody did do it recently, and I was very mm-hmm. upset that I couldn't go and see it or, uh. or be a part of it. Because um, I I really do like the music, and probably because it has it kind gorgeous. of those classical undertones, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's what I studied, and mm-hmm. so I just love the the classical undertones of the show and, right. and of the music. Can I tell you just a little aside? Yeah. There was a theater in South Carolina that put on Titanic. Which is, if you had known the scene, it's a very weird choice. Uh-huh. But they were this little theater in a honestly beautiful space. And they built a ship on stage mm. with like hydraulic lifts oh, wow. that would like wow. tip the ship yeah, yeah. when the sinking was happening. They had a piano on the ship that was like rigged with a hydraulic so it would drop and then stop Jesus. like halfway down. Wow. And then they That's promptly so went out of business after that. Oh, oh wow. They just blew the budget on no. the set. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a way to go. <sighs> what a way to what go. A what, a what a metaphor. What an amazing metaphor. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Wow. 
like you can't like it's funny because you say like oh my god like it it was a disaster like the titanic but now (laughs) we can say it was a disaster like titanic the musical at that one community theater in south carolina i think there were some other factors that like went into them going out of business which i don't want to get into sure fear of like getting things wrong but (laughs) Mm -hmm. um in fact there definitely were but i yeah i just find that really funny they did this like immaculate titanic set and they were just like and we're we're done (sighs) wow yeah. I, and I'm, I'm picturing it. I'm like, that's fantastic. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, that's the kind of shit you would see in like a professional yeah. show. Yeah. That's the real like Sunset Boulevard, like actual pool on stage. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Which sure happened. The Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber Memorial Swimming Pool. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So, okay. So you did Titanic. Yeah. Again. And, again. <laughs> um, and then I finally moved up to Boston. I was like, all right, if I'm not going to go overseas... <laughs> then I might as well move out of town. Yeah. Sure. Come up to yeah, Boston and uh, got a, a really crappy job working part-time, still in education, and hated it. And my my one joy out of that year was uh, doing theater. And so mm-hmm. my first ever, my, my Boston debut was doing Company. Oh, great. And I loved it. And, and, and I knew Company, I had actually known about Company for a long time because um, I was introduced to it in high school and saying um, not getting married today in college. And so mm-hmm. then, you know, sure. just loved, loved everything about I'd never seen it, but I'd heard the music and I loved everything that I was hearing. And I think that's where at this stage in my life, everything about theater has come to is, is that I've heard, I've heard it all or I've heard a lot of it, but I've never actually seen it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So I want to dive into that so much, but I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. So really, after after that is when I was like, okay, this is actually something that's very interesting. Now I get to I get to dive into my love of just singing in general, but I also get to experiment with this idea of being on stage and acting, which I have no acting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was going to say I've never taken an acting class, but that's a lie. I did take one class through a through a company that I'm pretty sure was a scam <laughs> in Boston. Yeah. This Won't talk about <laughs> it's it. Fine. But um and it was mostly like acting for film. It was weird. Oh, okay. But um it. so really it's just been about learning by experience and learning by just going into something with no knowledge. Mm-hmm. So so that's kind of how I've progressed up to this point. If that kind of makes yeah. sense. And now yeah. you're here. And now I'm here. Now you're here and you're <laughs> Quite frankly, killing it. Oh, thank like you. Like you're like yeah. I would agree. For with those that. of you who don't know, like you are you are fairly well known in the like Boston area community theater as an amazing performer. You have you are a um, award winning. No, no, nominated, not. nominated. nominated. Oh. <laughs> Sam, I mean, that. we won't Sam, tell edit that. <laughs> we uh, won't uh, tell no, anyone. I, I'm saying award winning in my eyes, at least. Oh, um, you won the Adam Award. You won the Adam. Oh my God, we're making it. We're making you the Adam Award. Absolutely. Um, I was going to make a sports reference just now, but I won't do that. In oh, you guys. should. Thank you so much. Well, because there's for, for, for those who are for those who know about the Tommy Award in basketball with the Celtics, it's a big honor. So, so well, well, this is the equivalent of the Tommy Award. I like to think it's a little bit better. And but, Adam, you um, can do no, research on what that means. I will not be doing that. I will not destroy this precious laptop with such gross defilement. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, I continue wearing please. a baseball shirt. 
I have a funny story about this, but I'll tell you about later. Um, <laughs> so the Adam Award that the I Adam, won. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So like you, you like, and you, you are known as somebody who's like you want to work with her. Like you want to work with you. Um, it's like I'm 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 singing your praises um, more than a lot, uh, <laughs> but it is something where like you you don't. This isn't typical that you see in community theater. It's it's the person that's like, I'm so well-versed in everything that's happening on Broadway right now and what has ever happened that, like, you see in these lead roles. But, like, you have this path. I mean, you have a good, like, base you have knowledge. a good base knowledge yeah. of singing. You have a good command of your voice. And that was it. Like, that's what you had going yeah. in. And you managed to spin that into... A, a really good reputation and so right. it's to people listening that yeah. are i i'd know. love to unpack like do you think that you've ever so like you said that like you don't know as many shows or maybe have you ever felt like uncomfortable has anyone ever made you feel like what you don't know this like <laughs> oh, I, well i think really, i have it's really interesting you bring that up because oh boy <laughs> No, it really. Uh, it no, it no, 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 I think no, it was no, me. no. So, so it really. It, you're, you're a friend, and I love you dearly. Oh my god, here we go. I do remember one time. I think we were at, we were out. We were at like a club or something. I know you, exactly what you're talking and about. And you mentioned an Memphis. Oh, uh, no, it's not the, it's no. Not the story. I think it no, is, no. But, so you mentioned. So I. So we'll go back to that one. <laughs> we will. You know the story. <laughs> but we we. You mentioned the show Memphis, and I had never heard of it. And you mentioned one song, and and like you have to you have to listen to it. You you would be great for this part. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and I just felt nervous because I was like, should right. I know? Should I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so the answer what is am yes. I missing? She has. Okay, and it's me. That's amazing. <laughs> no, the story I was thinking of was when um, a friend of ours was doing a birthday party where everybody was like singing it was like a, a birthday cabaret okay and you told i was like oh like i didn't we we like i didn't know that you knew him i think we had just been talking about like, you oh. said you we you okay. had mentioned um oh yeah like i'm gonna be singing at this thing i was like oh i'm gonna be there okay and i was like what are you singing and you were doing i am here from the color purple oh. and up till that point uh-huh the, the role that the show that we were doing and the role that you were playing, you were playing a pants role. Yeah. So you were singing in the basement. Right. <laughs> and I had never heard you even sing remotely, like anywhere beyond. I think we were always singing the same note or yeah. lower. Yeah. <laughs> we never had, you never had a higher note than I did. <laughs> so I, you said that and I was like, do you have you sung that before? Do you feel confident in that? No, I'm like a total oh, asshole. That's a, that's I don't a very I absolutely did that. I was like, "Have you sung that before?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I have." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I like did? I believe you. I've I remember s- this. I think you we were in the green room." <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and then I and then I heard I I I recorded it. Right. Um, and I I it, I mean, you did an amazing job. And then I showed the recording to everybody in the cast. I didn't show who it was. I said, "Who is this?" Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like people were like, "Oh, I know this." Like, and it was always a famous on Broadway person. <laughs> and I was like, "It's Chantel." They're like, "Oh, no way, no <laughs> fucking the way." I've never complimenting Chantel. Yes, well, because they 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 had never heard you sing like that. Yeah. Um. So that was that was the story I was thinking of. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> because what I that, me saying like you sure was pretty 
fucking shady. <laughs> but like, I genuinely was like, I can't sing that, and we haven't sung anything higher. Right. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. You do know Memphis now, though. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't. You know what? We're. Fi- I said I was gonna. We were gonna unpack it, and we we're gonna unpack it. Okay. And it is. This is something I, I talk about on this podcast a lot mm-hmm. is the accessibility of theater mm. to everyone. Right. It is unless unless you search for it, unless you like follow every account and like subscribe to newsletters and like really make it a part of your life right. to find these things. And like I'm constantly like looking at Spotify for new albums. Right. It is <clears throat> it. It is hard for you to get that kind of education that you're looking for. Right. Um, and I that's a, you know, one, my my personal wish for the world is that it is easier for people to see theater and it is easier for people to participate in theater. Right. right. So, you know. I, but like, I think it's part of also my my upbringing of not being exposed to it until much later mm-hmm. where, you know, I still look at like. Hollywood the same way that maybe you would see Broadway and like you know all these mm-hmm. names and all these shows and I I'm still very in tune with like what's going on in Hollywood and all these movies and all these actors and I can't really name five well I could name maybe two <laughs> but I can't really name like a good handful of like current on right. Broadway actors sure just because I I really have not put in enough time for myself to learn about it quite frankly well it's also I mean it's a Musical theater is kind of like a big subject to yeah. like. And I think that people don't realize that. I mean, I've even had like quote unquote like theater kids mm-hmm. that I teach. I mean, most recently we went to see Sweeney Todd. Right. A few of my students were with us. Mm-hmm. And two of them were like, what's this about? <laughs> it's oh, about wow. pies, right? And I was like, <laughs> that one's kinda, a pretty show. Kinda. How do you not... No Sweeney Todd. Right. You're like in it. Like you do theater all the time. <laughs> it's a big subject matter. I mean, yeah. people have been writing musicals since the 30s, I think, is when right. you would consider like musicals starting. And it's right. like, it takes a lot of time to figure out. And there's always new stuff being written yeah. too. Yeah. Um, some of it is good even. Right. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is like e- even having. Like a rec- the requisite quote unquote mm-hmm. knowledge of a show is quite difficult mm-hmm. because um, if you see a show once or you listen to the album once, mm-hmm. that is oftentimes not enough for you to be able to reference it properly and retain that. Yeah, and reta- like yeah. so, it is something. Sure. It is not like a lot of other subjects out there, like like sports, where <laughs> like it you you. You you can watch a game like I don't well, maybe I'm maybe I don't know but it just feels like it's it easier sure. it is easier to kind of pick up on like it, it is easier to have the ability well sports is so much more a part of our culture and so much more ingrained in, in our your society face all the it time. is in mm-hmm. your face same with Hollywood like it's I, all in your yes, face right yeah. I have never once attempted to know things about sports and yet I can name probably five. Sports people, yeah. Sports, at least sports, sports people that are maybe current or maybe retired. I don't know. I can at least name them. And I was just like just... Ted Lasso, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally just like <laughs> a league of their own. Um, 
As long as they're lesbians, I love it. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, it, it it is so in your face. It yeah. is hard. Like, it is on the news. It is referenced everywhere in everything that you watch. And that's just not necessarily the case with theater. Right. Right. So it is it is you have to work harder to understand it. And you know what? I think that's what makes we I, I made fun of Trey once for giving theater kids a bad name. Um, and it's because and like people often think of theater kids as annoying. But I think it's because they're so to be a theater kid in any capacity you have to put in your you have to be passionate enough to seek out that knowledge. Right. And that's right. I mean, sometimes people who are very passionate about things and like to talk about it are perceived as annoying. <laughs> I get it. Everybody that I've ever went on a date with, but <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. And and this kind of brings me to my next point. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm a I consider myself, and this is probably just harsh judgment on myself, I'm a terrible theater attendee mm-hmm. just because I I don't, not that when I'm in the theater, I'm just like, you know, going I've been off. looking at that this entire time, just like, what does she mean? It, it, I it has nothing meant. to do with when I'm there. It's it's getting there. Yeah, that, sure. And so <laughs> back in 2020, my resolution for the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. 2020 in January, correct. like a pre-March. Correct. <laughs> Basically, my resolution for, for the decade was... <laughs> well, you got time left. I, I know, I got time left. Yeah. Was to... I told myself I'm going to be more outgoing, like just in general. I'm also kind of like an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I like my quiet time. I like being at home with my husband and watching sports. But <laughs> I do want to be able to go out and hang out with people and gain some knowledge from sure. from y'all mm-hmm. and um and just attend more shows attend more shows to to watch and to learn but also audition for as many shows um as I could no mm-hmm. matter and and you know just receive any role no matter what the role was oh, wow. cuz I wanted to just be able to absorb as much information as possible mm-hmm. so so at the time I was like I don't care if it's a lead I don't care if it's an ensemble I don't care if I'm changing lights like I just wow. want to be involved more sure. And then that all went to shit. Right. Very quickly. (laughs) Very quickly. So so every year since then I've been like, well, maybe I'll do it this year. And shit opens back (laughs) up. So so that's kind of my my goal going forward is just to really just to absorb as much as possible and get as much experience as possible so that I feel comfortable sitting in a conversation talking about ragtime. Right. (laughs) You know, again, a show I really don't know much about. So I want to be able to be confident in those discussions and sure. talking about, you know, and just talking about shows. You know I what totally I mean? get yeah. that. Yeah. So, I totally get that. Yeah. Do you, feel free not to answer this question. <laughs> what do you think attributes to your self-proclaimed being a terrible theater attendee? Well, for a long time, it's because I didn't have a car. <laughs> So that's accessibility. So accessibility, yeah. It is hard to see theater if right. you don't have a car. Right. Even though we're in Boston with, right. I was about to say, a robust <laughs> transit system, and then I realized that would be a bold-faced lie. With, with, a, with transit a transit system. system. A transit of all the transit system. systems in the world, we have one. I mean, we as long one. as you're not in the car that's on fire, then you can yeah. still go up and you down the You can still get line. there. <laughs> I, saw, um, I saw something recently that was just like, what? What if we held hands and watched the fire from the orange line? Yeah. 
that was a real fire that happened um, not that long ago. Yeah, no. I mean, we and we arguably live in yeah, kind of what you're saying. Like Boston has a lot of theater, right? Man, what if you're not in like a major metropolitan right, area? Yeah. Right. What right. if it's not walkable? Right. I've exactly. mentioned this before yeah. when I where I grew up, like the closest theater was thirty minutes away. Mm-hmm. And the next one was another 30 minutes on top of that. And that's driving. (laughs) Yeah. On like country roads with no traffic. Right, right. Wow. Like before, before my husband and I share a car now and a car that I can drive because he used to drive stick and I just couldn't drive stick. God, no. So I'd have to take the train everywhere. And so the last theater that that we did, um, the last theater that that we just performed at, if I didn't have a car and I was, when I was living in Brighton, it would take me about an hour and a half on the train oh, just to get from Brighton to yeah to, oh, to Hyde Park. that's exactly right actually. um but now you know now I live outside the city and I have a car and so I'm able to actually like expand my reach mm-hmm. right. and you know go to places like Pawtucket or Concord or Stoughton or even Fall River right you know so um so that really has contributed to why I'm now trying to just kind of Right. Get out there more yeah, because sure. I can. <laughs> sure, but it it does suck that for you know the that significant time in, of your life, your ac- accessibility, your your access to seeing shows, right. to like getting that education that you're looking for, that real world experience at least, and your ability to participate. Right, were so limited. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I mean, the first show we did together. I know that you were taking the train. That was probably also about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling wow. me, and I was like. For this? <laughs> <laughs> because we were like, I think we both were probably on stage. We just for a looked total at each other like, minutes. what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> but I, like when you told me that, I was like, wow. Because I wanted I, the experience. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, we've which, talked we talked about yeah, that experience, yeah. but well, it's and, not and, great. <laughs> and that it's not great. Like I, I do think it's like very commendable when someone will like go pretty far out of there. I mean, I know when we did American Idiot, we had someone coming from Salem every night oh, wow. yeah which is like yep, a yep, whole yep, yep, yep. commuter line and then you have to we get two on the people team. from salem actually yeah wow and it's just like that's a that's a lot yeah that's a lot i it's like a lot that's awesome financially like, that, yeah. yeah um that's awesome that you think that this is worth that but wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow and I, I do right. think both of them thought believe, believe it yeah, was worth for it sure. mm-hmm. but yeah yeah um I guess my this is something if you are uh, somebody who thinks about starting a theater anywhere or um, if you have a theater currently, what can you do to make it more accessible to because we I've, I've said it a lot of times. This girl is talented <laughs> and she could have been doing she could have been working with your theater and there are other talented people out there that you are restricting. I mean, I've waxed philosophical with friends about like what if we just start a theater company and it always comes down to but where location location is hard like where are we going to start a theater that people are going to actually come out to see it Mm -hmm. that it's going to be worth it financially if we're starting a company you know yeah it's starting a business uh certainly best case would be okay well let's go in the middle of boston where everybody can get to us and then it's like well, yeah, I don't have ten million dollars yeah, for an apartment expensive. that we can put in, like on black box shows. Right. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, that's wild. Yeah, that's so interesting to think about. It's just like yeah, people without a car are just like. I remember, (laughs) I remember uh, someone recently uh, that we were working with telling me that like you were doing a show and like the train was running late. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm sure you know exactly what show. Still, (sighs) and it's just like well. I yeah, I emailed about... the MBTA and with a very strongly worded oh, letter yes. after that. That's I'm amazing. like, listen, this is, I, I I cannot be the only person who thought it was so absurd that there was no shuttle running in either direction. <sighs> and I was I I You're still made it to the theater, and I had like ten minutes to spare. But I like I got there and I threw my bag and I just started mm. sobbing because I was just embarrassed. Well, for and you're being like late. me. <laughs> I feel like we're both like chronically early people. Correct. So I like to get when I'm doing a show, I will show up like right. before call time, get all my stuff done, and right. then I can just like a relax reputation into it. to keep here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, whenever so, I'm late to something, I'm just yeah. like my brain's yeah. going and uh, yeah. That's got to be, and that's nothing yeah. that you could have done, right? Yeah, it's just like. Well, but I, I also left I my st- house three hours early. Oh my god! Right. And I was still right. there within twenty minutes of curtain. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's wild. And I, I called the taxis also like every ten minutes, and there were there were no taxis. Right. There was no oh shuttle. As I was sobbing in the middle of the morning. <laughs> Awful. I remember when I was <sighs> yeah in college i was mm-hmm. living in like the roxbury area mm-hmm. and i had to go play a show because i had started like playing shows for money <laughs> which was great <laughs> um i was like you know so i i have to move all my drums there i don't have a car because i'm still going to college i'm within walking distance of my college mm-hmm. so i'm calling a taxi to like move all my drums. So I call a taxi and I'm like, I also need like a van or something. And they said, yeah, someone will be there in five minutes. And uh-huh. I was like, great. And then five minutes goes by, 15 minutes goes by, oh, 30 minutes goes by. Uh-huh. I call back. Oh, we're so sorry. Uh, somebody will be there soon. Okay. An hour goes oh, by. God. Finally, I, I called back and I was like, I, what is happening? And the response I got was, well, you're just in an area that none of our drivers want to go to. And oh I was gosh. like, oh, my God. Okay, well, What's I it, wait, live here and I'm fine. Back Bay? Below Back Bay, like south of Back Bay. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay, I have to go somewhere <laughs> with drum. My drums also are sitting on the sidewalk oh, outside geez. my apartment. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay. So I called. I had to call the music director and be like, I can't come today wow. i'm sorry i know you wanted a drummer for this rehearsal probably but i guess i'll be there tomorrow <laughs> maybe yeah if this doesn't happen oh, again right yeah oh, um and he's, thankfully he was super understanding about it and was yeah. like i understand like the taxis around here suck right and thankfully for me that was around the advent of like Uber and Lyft. Mm. So I was like, oh, there's this new thing. And I started using that and it was a lot better because it really was showing people. your age here. Yeah, yes. Well, I'm an old, old man. And now at the end of my life, I can look back and say, listen, yeah, I am what, three years older than you. So you have no right to say that. <laughs> but I can say it about 
both of you now. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Because I'm so much younger. But also, with apart from accessibility, I think one of the biggest reasons why I hadn't put that much effort into attending shows was because there were, quite frankly, shows that I wasn't interested in actually seeing. Sure. And I wasn't interested in seeing shows with people that didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. And this is a whole nother thing that we could talk about. And this was actually like the other we, topic I was oscillating between. We've is got like, time. Is, go. is just so th- those of you out there, <laughs> if you don't know, audience, I, up. I am biracial. I am half black and I am uh, on the lighter side um, of of kind of the spectrum of, of biracial. Um, and and I basically played the, the the spectrum. I've played white girls. I've played black girls. I've played Latino girls. Um, so you know, I I wanted just to see people s- not like struggling because <laughs> I because I wanted somebody to to kind of feel the same way that I was feeling. But I was sure. just not seeing you know how other people who were like me were also. Navigating, navigating mm-hmm. their roles and navigating mm-hmm. their parts when the part like actually calls for somebody to be a specific something or not. And right. then how how is the direction and how is the staging and how is the music then reflecting of that? And I'll, t- I'll tell you this one story. We love stories So here. the last play that I was in, this is probably why I haven't done plays since then, mm-hmm. but... um. In the script, in the actual script, it does say that this particular character was African American, like in as the description of the character. Sure. However, in the actual script itself, the character only talks about her African American father. So okay. I went to the director and I said, "Is there any reason why this character cannot actually be biracial?" Right. And it was kind of passed over. And then during one show. One show in particular, the the makeup artist had overdone it, quite frankly. Got it. And and I knew this, and I it was there were no mirrors anywhere. I didn't look at myself, which was oh, my number one. Like that's something that I should have done is just kind of look at myself. But <clears throat> but she had overdone it, and her reasoning was that. Sorry, never mind. Their reasoning was that mm-hmm. they that the the play takes place in like southern california and so you wanted to have like a sun-kissed look uh, i'm like uh, okay oh, um but it wasn't until the end of the show when we were doing like the meet and greet and one woman actually came up to me and was like you're you basically said you've done too much and that's when i knew like i had to from that point Going forward, really had to advocate for myself to not to basically do my own makeup, but also to advocate for biracial characters and why it's important and and why why in this particular instance it couldn't have been that. And if if they wanted an African American, they should have hired one. But you got me. So what are we doing? What are we doing about it? Right. So. So yeah, that was that was that experience. Um, wow. But I, but I did hairspray, and I was, I was an African American kid in hairspray, right. and it was great. I unfortunately had to wear a wig. I didn't I didn't get to really 
use my own natural hair until like six years ago. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing about wigs. Um, <laughs> we'll let you do a tight five on wigs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it just I wanted so. So really, it was I didn't get to see other people like me until very recently. Sure. Who were also kind of struggling with identity in terms of, you know, your nationality or not your nationality, your heritage and, mm-hmm. you know, making it still work for the character that you've been given. Right. Whether or not it's mentioned in the script or or the script actually calls for it. So that was also a big th- reason why I didn't go to a lot of theaters because I didn't see that a lot. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. That is, that is an important part yeah. of, like, community I, I think we mentioned this on probably the first or second episode about like are you are, are your shows and the people in them representing the community that's around you right and in my it, I don't you know in my experience I I shouldn't say not not with me personally mm-hmm. but I can look around at the community see who's there and then see who's in the the show right. and say this is not fully representative um right so, I mean, hopefully, again, if you, audience, if you have any, if you have any say in casting or show selection, this is something to think about. Who is in your community who wants to participate? Um, and are you making theater as accessible to those people by choosing shows that they can see themselves in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It comes down to a lot of show selection. Yeah. I, you know. I auditioned once for, for company at a different theater and I only knew at the time, so this was before I did the company that I was in, mm-hmm. I had only known and I'd only seen um, Amy as a blonde woman. And so I think in the audition, I was like, are they even going to cast me because I'm not a blonde woman? <laughs> like, that's also like my sure. naivety about about that. And I And so I wasn't sure about certain parts that I would be actually eligible for because of the way that it had previously looked or that it was traditionally. That's a really important point, though. Yes. I mean, that's a point that I think or I hope that we're kind of getting away from. Like so many times growing up and doing shows, I heard, you know, you hear like, well, traditionally. And like I'm hearing less of that. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Right, right. Because like truly... First of all, make it your own. Right. Make a choice. But mm-hmm. secondly, like, I, oh, yeah, I'm so happy that we're not hearing that as much. Right. So it's not like such a pervasive thing that would like stick in someone's right, head. Right, right. And honestly, when so my first lead role when I was 28 years old. So that just goes to show you, kids, <laughs> it still can happen. 28 years. I got my first lead I don't role. Think that's true. I, yes. Are you serious? Yes. When did I meet you? 20. 15? Is that when we did? No, it had to be. 2016. Well, I moved to Boston in 2014, so. I think probably 2016, 2016? maybe late 2015. So this was 2018 that I got my first leading role. When you say lead. So so the show was was Sister Act. That was my first lead. So lead, okay. So like lead lead. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking. I sometimes think of supporting. Yeah, yeah, If we're talking like like strong, like supporting, then sure, I've done a couple of those. But like my first lead lead was Sister Act. And I was both thrilled because it was obviously a great experience finally to have a lead part. Mm -hmm. But I was also secretly terrified because 
when people think of Sister Act, they think of Whoopi Goldberg. And I am not Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was just thinking in my mind, are people going to get it? Are people going to still accept me in this role? Right. Oh, my gosh. And you were amazing. I sure hope so. (laughs) So amazing amazing they brought it back. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. And never did anyone question it. I even... I even had asked if one particular little teeny tiny line could be changed to indicate that I was biracial. I remember, remember that. that line? I yeah. remember that line yeah. specifically. Right. Yeah, and, and I loved that. Yeah, yeah. And so I, it, it, to find a space that would allow me to make just tiny changes but not take away from the entire story mm-hmm. but still tell the story through my mind and how I see myself and how maybe these characters would see myself in this character um, was very refreshing to be able to to make those kinds of choices. Well, even with the way, I mean, we just did Rent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is maybe something that, this is going to be a compliment, so I can I can I can <laughs> dig in a little bit. I maybe the way that some people would they some people wouldn't think about this, but I always thought it was really amazing that when they did, because it's the smallest little like thing, they did the voicemails where it's your parents. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a white guy and a black girl, right. and it was. I was like, yeah, right, yeah. awesome, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trey, I'm shocked you aren't already calling MTI because Chantel just mentioned that they so added a line. Listen, it was teeny tiny. I'm no, so sorry. that isn't that. It's illegal. <laughs> is that is the limit? You wouldn't have caught it if you were really. <laughs> yes, listening. no, I, I, I'm I'm making fun of Trey as I often do, but um, but see, this goes into that next point. Now is this naive kind of outlook I have, and what kinds of changes are allowed what artistic changes can be made what can't what can you show what can't you show Mm -hmm. so you know something that i'm still learning i've said this before where like it's and you you mention it very directly of this is what the show calls for but this is what you've got how do you address it Mm -hmm. and that and then i do think it should be addressed when the you know if if somebody who has no, who has no knowledge of the show comes in and sees it and still has that question of, I don't, this is an interesting choice and I don't get it, mm-hmm. you have to find a way of addressing it in the show. Right. Um, and I, I, I think to ignore it just kind of shows that you're not willing to address why people might be confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole a whole other topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, it's it's a, directors. If you're listening to this, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. you know if you if there's some like think of have that naive look for a second mm-hmm. and think if I watched this show and I looked at this cast, is there anything that is very blatantly like this is confusing? This doesn't make sense. And how do we want to address it? I also don't yeah. think that having a naive outlook. On, on something like that is necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that too many people, this is the third time that I've mentioned this. Uh, we said we were going to keep a tally of this. Um, yeah, I think I'm too totally many people that. get into this headspace of, like, this is the way I've always done it. Yeah. This is what I've always believed. This right. is what I've always whatever. And it's like, well, you sometimes you got to change your beliefs based on, like, the world around you, exactly. especially it's community theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the mm-hmm. community is this. The mm-hmm. community is changing. The community is growing. Mm-hmm. So change. Have a yeah. naive outlook on right. something. Right. Yeah. Come in with fresh eyes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about wigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just for a just second. Really quick. I, this will be what we s- end on. I, you so, mentioned in your 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 email to or message to us, like, I have thoughts on wigs. And I was like, I honestly, we can cut it out and it can just be between us, but I want to hear it. <laughs> well, I do want to get to that last point, too, that I put in. in oh, yes, yes, yes. Please but, do. Um, but real quick on wigs. I just, <laughs> I I thought there was a time in my life, in my, my early, like, experience when I thought that I was just going to have to be wigged going forward because my hair, as a biracial woman, my hair is very... It'll, it does its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't trust a lot of people to style it a specific way. I don't, I don't even trust myself sometimes to like get it right because <laughs> it'll just change within an hour. So, so I, so when people would wig me, I'm like, I guess this is my life now. And I, and I hate not being able to use my, my own hair. And, and, right. and I, I have very, very much with, especially within the last couple of years, because I've just had time to, actually embrace my hair and embrace this is a huge part of my identity and mm-hmm. I want people to see it I've bought all kinds of things I've bought I've bought hair clips and product and mm-hmm. um and head wraps oh my god I love <laughs> head wraps there's a sale going on at my favorite head wrap store and I'm really trying not to buy like seven more um Black Friday do it so- <laughs> There have yeah, it's it's look awful. around you. I am not the person to talk about like not <laughs> buying things. So, so my my hair really is just a huge part of my identity at now, and I'm just terrified that that the wigs will cover that part up, right. and that will that will cover the part of my identity, mm-hmm. and like literally over my head. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it it really was just about how early on I was just like, I guess I'm just going to be wigged for the rest of my career because nobody knows how to deal with my hair. Yeah. And I think that like so. wigs are a tool yeah. that is certainly like I, many years ago now was playing Thomas Jefferson who mm-hmm. very famously had long red hair. <laughs> I do not have long red hair. Right. So they got me a wig right. obviously. And right. like that is a tool right. for a character. But if, if the wig becomes like, well, we just gotta put it on. We gotta you. put it on yeah. you because right. if then it's, it's like, well, why don't you fuck off? Right. If 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 there's something very specific that calls for a wig because that changes the outlook of the character, right. then then I'll put the wig on. I won't be happy about it, but I'll do it. <laughs> um, but but if there's no real need, like if it's just to cover up my own hair, then no. Right. <laughs> right. I'm and gonna I, use my own hair. <laughs> and it does say something about how like. If you think like what if off the top of your head, what percentage of times you've played a role and been wigged of, of all the roles? You L- luckily, it hasn't been. In, well, actually, no, that um, probably about four. Now it's about 40 okay. percent. I have not. I have been wigged. Mm-hmm. And I think about the I've, I've... When you think about the last couple of shows and I, I was wigged two, three shows ago. Oh, OK. Yeah. That was the um, last time. Just because I have never been wigged. Yeah. Outside of, like, I had, to, like, I the character was dressing up as a woman. Yeah. So, like, they put, they had the 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 curly blonde hair. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, my character. 
uh, alone was not wigged. Mm-hmm. So like I've I besides that I have literally never been wigged. Yeah. And like what like <laughs> yeah you're missing out on a whole shit show. <laughs> I don't I I'm fine with not I mean if I were there I mean now there were definitely because I've colored my hair right. quite a bit. Um, uh, so I know that if I were to be like, I'm doing this and I'm also not re-dyeing or cutting my hair, mm-hmm. they would wig me depending on the show. Right. But it is something to be said that it's not like you you don't have brightly colored hair. You don't have, like, you just have your natural hair. Right. And you can't exist within the community theater and feel comfortable with it is something that directors and if you're a hairstylist for shows this is something to think about of like as soon as you see somebody who is let's just be honest not white and say like well we gotta work that into the wig budget and honestly ask yourself why Mm -hmm. why does this person need a wig Mm -hmm. yeah right so there's your there's the type (laughs) five on wigs And honestly, like, if anyone's listening, like, I'll wear the wig, like, but just, <laughs> just let me know why. <laughs> and yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. And I think that is it. a totally fair question to ask is yeah. like, hey, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just tell me why. Right. I mean, I'm like that about a lot of things just because I'm, <laughs> me personally, I'm kind of like a contrarian. <laughs> so I just like, whenever anyone asks me to do anything, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Tell me why you right. want me to do that. I, <laughs> I'll ask why, right. not as a contrarian, but to see just to see how they react. Yeah, if oh, they react sure. with like, "What? How dare you right, ask?" Right. And I'm like, "Oh, you're that kind of person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're that okay. kind of director." Okay, good to know going forward. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I think we've 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 got a good message that yeah, we've yeah. gotten out. <laughs> yeah. I think. Do you want to talk about you got your yeah. last point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think it it was something that that. Um, Tim had brought up in the in the last episode, I think, just about the things that you can learn in theater you can use to literally anything mm-hmm. in your life. And so I've had people ask me, why why aren't you doing this full time? why why are you not making a career of this? And I've had moments in my life where I'm like, I definitely want to. I was thinking of, um, Something that Peter Dinklage had actually said a few years ago, he and it's it, it was something that I kind of really rolled with for a couple of years. He he said something along the lines of, you know, no matter no matter what gig I get, no matter what audition I go to next, no matter what role that is, from that moment on, I will forever be a working actor. And he's sure. he's done that ever since, and he's done very well for himself. Um, so I kind of took that idea and was like, you know, no matter what audition I go to, I will, you know, going forward, be a a working musician and working actor. Um, But I have so many interests outside of theater. Sports is one of them. (laughs) We won't talk about it anymore. I I am not... We're we're adding a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Sports will be mentioned far too often. What if you put that as the title of this episode? How many people would listen? Sports will be mentioned far too often. Yeah, that's it. I love it's that. It's like a, the community theater, a sports conversation <laughs> with Chantel. But but I work now. I I work in higher ed, and I I work at a business school, and I take the skills that I've learned as a as an actor and as a singer and apply it to my work mm-hmm. in higher ed. 
And I'm even working on kind of like a small TED talk right now on how one of two things, like how how theater has made me a better advisor, but mm-hmm. also why people in business should be involved in theater or just yes. involved in the arts in general, because there are so many things that you can take away public speaking being like the obvious big one. Like, mm-hmm, you know, right. if you're in a boardroom, you know, having to sell something and you need to make that impact, you need to know how to command your stage and your your room to 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 sell the product. And it's the same with theater. You need to sell your performance to to sell the story. So so I I have found really a, an interesting calling in working in higher ed and continuing that journey while still being able to learn and participate in community theater as basically a grounding. Cause you yeah. know, I'll, I love working in higher ed. I love working with my students, but you know, I need it. I need some time for myself yeah. <laughs> and I need time to do things that actually interest sure. me. Mm-hmm. And I, a couple of years ago, I did kind of come to this realization that, you know, going full time, and doing music as a career was just not going to happen for me. Yeah. And it made me very sad because up until that point, I had told people like, I'm I'm an actor and a singer. Yep. And what I do for my day job is just a job. It's yep. not a career. Right. So finally, I had like this moment where I had to flip the script and say, like, my career now is as an advisor in higher ed. And but my passion still is in theater and and music, so so that's basically kind of why I still why I still participate in theater because I love what I'm seeing now and I love being a part of that community. Um, but I'm still able to use it in my everyday work, and I still also use things in my everyday work in theater too. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's it's a very um, you know two way yeah. street. Yeah. You know, I think I am parroting something that I might have said in another episode maybe last week uh-huh. but you know it that is the thing and i deal with particularly when i teach teenagers who want to go to school for theater and i've talked to a lot of parents who are like my kid wants to go to school for theater please tell them not to do that mm-hmm. and it's like well no because it it teaches you so much about yourself mm-hmm. it yes public speaking mm-hmm. but yes connecting with your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes, being able to sell a product. Mm-hmm. Yes, being able to like figure out how something works from like, you know, a a human standpoint. Right, right. It it really is like the art of being human. Right. In front of other people. It's 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 wild. I think right. you can learn so much that is app I've talked to yeah. servers. Yeah. who do theater and they're just like yeah. Right. Theater helps me get better tips. Right. Because yeah. I'm just performing mm-hmm. the whole night. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. At my last at my last job, I was around um, musicians and a lot of them were asking about uh, the seniors, like people who were graduating, were asking like the question, like, now what? You know, what do we do right. with this degree when I've spent thousands upon thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what do I do now? And I really wanted to kind of come in and be like, let's talk because literally yeah. that is my entire life up yeah. to this point. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer that you should have 
you should have some kind of a plan B, but you should still keep your plan A close to the chest. You yeah. should still do what you love, but use what you've learned from your degree and from those four years to apply it to something else that might have interest to you. So, you know, I went into education and I went into higher ed working with international students, which is a huge 180 right. from, yeah, from sure. you know, from being a, a, a singer. But I still think that there's so many things that can be learned that would complement each other yeah. in yeah. both arenas. So, so that's why I kind of have stayed put doing what I'm doing now. Right. So, For sure. Yeah. Quite frankly, like I am financially independent yeah. because I'm a really good data analyst and I am a really good data analyst, which you think, what does data analysis have to do with <laughs> theater or arts at all? And quite frankly, I am a good data analyst because I have the creative side of my brain constantly working. Right. And you told me last year, like a project that you were thinking about, and I thought it was fascinating. Yes. Well, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe another episode we'll yeah. talk about it because, um, you know, my time with my, in my, <laughs> grad, as, as we know about my group projects, <laughs> I have gotten a little um, uh, stale with my like, how will how much work I'm willing to put into it, but um, there like you can use the data and analysis to better inform the art um, that you're doing. But also, I've been able to come up with really creative solutions because I understand how to use these tools. But I have this creative side of myself that I have cultivated over decades that is super helpful for for coming up with those creative mm -hmm. solutions. Um, so quite frankly, if you're like, what is this person going to do with an arts degree? Well, I make six figures. So <laughs> don't don't you're you're not going to come to me and tell me, like, tell right. this person not to pursue this. I'm like, right. well, I seem to be making it work. There so, yeah. yeah. Well, this was lovely. Yeah. So lovely having you fun. on. <laughs> yes. I'm glad to I'm glad we made it work. And I, I loved this this topic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Such a yeah. Such a fascinating episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, so so as, Adam plugged the dashes. Yep. So um, there's like there are no dashes to plug. Um, uh, if you we you know as we start having more guests on, I hope that we get more people who are listening who want to engage with us um, because we constantly ask the audience for their opinions and we really want to hear it. We really want new ideas. We want that naive outlook that we talked about. So please feel free to email us at And theater. we're going to run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, well, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> the brain can only think of so many things. Um, or two brains can only think of so many things. And in our case, one and a half brains. So... Please email us at theatermandate at gmail.com with any thoughts, co questions, comments, advice, anything would be super helpful. There is no dash in theater mandate. So it's just <laughs> theatermandate, all one word, at gmail.com. And you can always follow us on our socials, um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All of it is the handle at theatermandate. Again, no dashes, uh, just theatermandate. We post behind the scenes content and just things that we think are super funny that people really need to see if they <laughs> if you're only listening to this. All right. Cool. That's it. Bye Adam. Bye Trey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>